Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearless Mom Live, our last live of the semester, our very last one. I can't believe it. Our last lecture, session, whatever, of the spring semester. We are super excited to get started. Cannot believe, I guess this is our fifth one, Emily, that we've done here at home. Are you, are you, has it been lovely? I can't tell if you're sad or um, excited about uh, that we're, we're, we're just taking a break. Right. We're taking a break. This isn't goodbye. This isn't goodbye. <laughs> this is, right. It's just goodbye for now. Um, because this is our last session um, of the spring, but we have so many exciting things coming this summer. So we are, um, it's just our last um Facebook Live, but trust me when I tell you there is so much coming. We are so excited about it, um, excited to get started. So if you guys wouldn't mind, since it is our last session, if you could just click share and let the moms in your world know um, and invite them into the party, because tonight is going to be a party, right guys? Yeah. I've got my, my friends with me, my quarantine friends, my quarantine. Have y'all seen that? Oh yeah, my quarantine. Yeah, I did. It's a it's a thing on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I've seen people. Do, um, this one, maybe maybe we should have shirts made. Quarantine. <laughs> I hope the other kids won't feel left out. So, um, we uh, do what. Made choices. That's right. Emily, you're the only blessed one here. If you guys would share and, and, and let them know um, what's happening. We are super excited to get started. We have so many um, giveaways tonight since it is our last one. For those of y'all who don't know, when we meet in Austin on our last one, we have a big brunch. We have a big celebration and um, we always have party favors. It's one of our very favorite things. So because we can't do that, we are doing extra giveaways. So we have extra giveaways that I'll tell you guys about in just a minute. We'll give people a couple of minutes to um, uh, jump in and what do you say, log on? Jump in, yeah. log on, join. join, join the Facebook party. Um, but as you're joining, we've had um, a couple of questions that we've been talking about, and we have had moms ask if you have any clever date night ideas. Um, any clever date night ideas. Now, I don't know if Leslie Morgan is watching yet. They've had great date nights, but I think my favorite thing as far as a family night event goes is they had... Um, a, uh, what did they call it? No manners night. And literally like ate with their feet on the table and stuff. It, it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> she does have preteen boys. And so it was perfect and they loved it. Um, but Caitlin, yeah, her daughter, I, I bet I'm guessing Caitlin did not love it as much as, um, the boys did, but what a fun idea. I've seen so many fun family nights. I've watched, um, Jamie Keller, who is a fearless mom and she works at the church. She's done some incredible projects with her son, Hayes. We've loved watching everybody really get creative with their time and the way they are, um, uh, spending all this time together. But People are looking for those date night ideas, especially those moms who have little ones at home. So um, any ideas that you have, please share them with us. We would love to hear how you're doing it. Mac and I, um, did we ordered out. Did you go pick it up? Of course. Yeah, I went to pick it up from, of course, Fix. Um, and uh, we had our date night here. And um, 
I guess, uh, who else? Sharon Rossi told me that they've been doing pickup and have date night. I've seen lots of kids. Um, Laura Bodine, her kids fixed dinner for them with a menu and everything. Yeah, it was amazing. Emily, um, that was, so that's your cue. That. Yeah, we're looking forward to that one. That was, a, that was your cue, Emily, to do that. Any clever date night ideas we would love to hear. Also, if you remember from last week, we talked about the micro challenge for the week was to be mindful. And mindfulness is simply being fully aware, fully, pre fully aware of the present, and fully aware of your thoughts, feelings, and sensations. So, um, we said be fully aware of something that you're typically not fully aware of. For instance, we said maybe it's nail biting. I was, <laughs> I caught myself every time I furrowed my brow. I, I was trying to be mindful of when I furrowed my brow, um, and then I tried to be mindful of my um, mindless eating. And, and this week, there was no judgment, no, we're not trying to make behavior changes yet, we're just being mindful, we're just practicing mindfulness. Um, Emily, do you want to come share with us a little bit about what you've been reading about, speaking of mindlessness? Emily... Um, she gets it honestly. When she finds a new subject um, or a topic, then she gets really passionate about it. Here, come on, scoot on in. Okay. okay. And tell us about what you've been reading about. And, you know, we learned about um, not recommending a book until you've read the whole thing. But she told me to anyway. I think you can, as long as you are clear that you have I, only read a this, third of it. This is not yet a recommendation. This is not a recommendation. A whole, but it is aesthetically pleasing to look at, and it is digital minimalism, choosing a focused life in a noisy world. A focused life, which is being mindful. Yes. About things that you're typically mindless so, about. What have you learned about social media and um, and all, it's not just social media. What have you learned about I've it? learned so many things, I'm going to be short. Okay. Um, but I did say last your week excitement. I, you get honestly as well as your um, uh, your passion comes through in many words. And every detail is critical. Every. And okay, so go ahead. Tricky. You can do it. You can okay, do it. so last week I did say that I turned off autoplay uh -huh. on Netflix. And I'm still watching multiple episodes in a row. But I realized, like, I still feel so much better because it's a conscious decision yes. to watch the next episode. You are being mindful. It's instead a of like, oh, oops, next episode came on. And so that's already been a difference. Um, but the cool thing that I'm about to start, the second, the last two-thirds of the book is about, like, a digital detox, which is 30 days of removing optional technology. So Netflix social media platforms, things like that. Obviously I can still use it for work, but creating those parameters. And, and you're going to do it? I am. I'm starting May 1st. Okay, May 1st. <laughs> I know. I, but I feel I'm good excited. about it. I feel good about it because it gives you, it's kind of like if you've done Whole30 and how they like account for every loophole before you get started. That's kind of what this book has done with technology. And so I am excited. I am, again, telling you something before I've done it. But the principles that it has already addressed of it's taking the technology out for 30 days so that you have more clarity of the value it actually adds to your life. Because I think we're so in, like technology happened so fast. And it happened so fast that we were mindless about it. It, it, we, it came um, incrementally. 
Yes. And it gradually became such a huge part of our lives. So it's really, you're just switching from being mindless to being mindful. Yes. And like I was... You're not saying you will never use technology again. And that's what I also like. It's not, it's like you do want to exist in the world. You do want to like function in your normal like social patterns and things like that. But it's talking about using technology for what it does, for the value it does add without getting so into it that there's all these like negative consequences from it that we are learning about as technology gets. So like saying I will look at Instagram once a week, a lot of people have done so that they don't, because the mindless scrolling does have so many negative effects. Um, and it's designed for us to mindlessly scroll. So it is actually designed to be mindless. So that's the so big thing. Netflix. That's not bad. That just means they are smart. They know for it. They know how our minds work. Yes. And their job is to make us want to use their product yes. more. Like yes. that is that's logical. not a bad thing. It's we just, just have to be intentional. Yeah. To not like be like, oh, oops, I just watched eight hours of Netflix. There are some bad things about social media. Yes. There are some bad people on it. There are people who use and take advantage of it. You do have to be wise. We're not, But you know. even people with good intentions, I like to think I have good intentions when I get on social media. We're not necessarily aware of all of the engineering and technology tweaks and designs it has to make us want to use it more. Right. And so it even talks about like the notification icon being red is to trigger like alarm and urgency so that you feel the need to check it immediately. And so just those little things to be aware of and mindful of and knowing like that technology works for us, we don't work for technology and being intentional with I that. I know, I so, love it. It goes right with what we're studying. So we'll check back in with you, Emily. Yes. Not, not in this hour. I don't anticipate you reading it today. But throughout the summer. I can't yeah. wait to see. Yeah, we'll I'll we'll check it. back I'll in. Yeah, it. we'll definitely check back in. May Thanks. 1st, I start my 30 days. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We'll definitely document that. Thank you so much, Emily. And um, we appreciate and can't wait. And Emily, tell me the name of the book one more time so we can say it. Digital minimalism. Digital minimalism. But it's not a recommendation yet. It is not yet a recommendation. She has only read one third of it, but, but that unbelievable. Third has been really good. That third has been great, and she is um, working to become more intentional and more mindful of her time. I love it. I love it. I'm. I. You know what, Emily? I commit what? right now that I will do it with you. Wow. Uh -huh. okay. I will. I commit that I will do the thirty day detox, but I. We will. Because you can continue to work and use technology for work, right? Yes, okay, I can, I'm, literally, like, I'm doing it with yeah, you. I just said it publicly, so now I'm, no, I'm doing it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm doing it with you. Okay, now we have some giveaways. Thank you, Emily. Um, so you're you're commenting as you join in. Number one, clever date night ideas. We'd love to hear them. And then number two, what are you being mindful about this week? What have you been mindful about? And what that is is you're just being aware without judgment or comparison about something you typically do um, mindlessly. Um, as I said, I was noticing when I furrowed my brow. I was trying to notice that this week. It's not, you know, good or bad necessarily. It's just a habit that you have.
have. Um, it may be biting your nails. It may be, um, oh, I also was trying to be mindful about my um, mindless eating, mindless scrolling, mindless TV watching. Mac, what were you, mindless, um, we talked about some other things. Um, mindless social media. Mindless social media. I, I think now that we are all stuck at home and we're using technology so much, um, and it's wonderful that we can stay connected, but we do need to be mindful about it. I love those. Now, we are ready for some giveaways, guys. Let's get this party started. I'm so excited. So, we are going to start with, um, let's start with the one thing. Okay, so we're going to start with this one. Let's start with our dish towels. We have one dish towel set. Actually, we will have some in the Fearless Shop, but today we are giving away one set. We said they are so perfect for right now. One says, I'm home, I'm safe, I like it here. And the other one says, she laughs without fear of ordering takeout. So if you want to register for these or to register to try to win these, text Fearless at Home 1. So to win the dish towels, text Fearless at Home 1. And that is for the one dish towel set to nine, what is it? Nine, four, zero, nine, zero. Fearless at home one is for the dish towels because we're giving away one set of those. Now we're also giving away two of our tanks. We just ordered more. They should be in by the end of this week or the beginning of next week. And so these are our grit over quit workout tanks. It's a next level tank. It's got the bigger arm holes. It's awesome with the new logo on the back. Super lightweight. Um, and so we're giving away two of those. So if you want to win those, you can text fearless at home to Fearless at home too, and text that to 94090. We're giving away two of these. Um, and like I said, they'll be in next week. And they're perfect for what we're talking about right now. And for everyone, now that we're you know five or six weeks into this um, lovely quarantine, everybody needs some grit. Everybody needs some grit. So two of those, we got one dish towel set, two tank tops, and three of our zipper pouch sets. So these are coming as a set. So this one, actually, this is mine. It came out of my purse. Um, and I, it's great for pencils, pens. Um, I think I, let me, I think I have a pair of scissors in here. And then this one, it stays in my console in my car and I have a notepad, Sharpies, another pair of scissors and um, pens and pencils. So this is our zipper pouch set and uh, we're gonna give away three of these. So for that one, text, Fearless at home three. Fearless at home three to 94090. And um, so one person gets the dish towels, two people get tank tops, and three people get the pouch sets. But you know what? There are three different things. So really, technically, one person could win. You can enter all of them. One person could win all of them. Then we have another giveaway. But this is not um, texting. This is on Instagram, and you, if you're, uh, you're gonna have to follow Fearless Mom to win. But look at these! Oh my gosh, we just got these in. You know, you want to hit that heart, Emily. Isn't that what you do? You yes. hit the heart. Yeah, hit the heart because you know you love this right here. We're giving away one of these. They're gonna be in the shop. We got some more, but give this to win this one. Check on our Instagram, um, and you have to um, follow Fearless Mom, like the post, and then um, you tag, uh, what is it? Two Fearless Friends, right? And you can do as many entries as you want, but they have to be obviously two different friends on each entry. 
I mean, I, I feel like that goes without saying, but I'll go ahead and say I like that. that. No, loopholes. no loopholes, guys. Come on, be fair. But how adorable, guys! This is mine. Um, I did test the shop and bought one for myself. Me too. Emily did too. Yes, it's excellent. <laughs> we had some thirty ounce cups, and the Titus Two team also got to test our shop, and so therefore. They're all gone before. It's exciting. It's very exciting. But we have more of these, guys. You definitely want to get the shop um, when we launch that. It's coming soon. Coming soon. Um, is that all the giveaways? That's it. Comment with friends. Let's see. Um, and share on, um, on your Facebook right now. Just click share and let your friends know they can join us anytime. Um, as always, and especially right now, because I think that some moms... Um, when we are at home and um, we are trying to balance school and work and toddlers and babies and all the things, husbands, yeah. Hi, I don't even see you as a task. You're just a blessing. That is so sweet. Uh -huh, it's awesome. And marriage and all the things. Um, we also, it is very easy to start doubting yourself and it's very easy to get in your own head. And that's why we're going to talk tonight about grit, but we're really going to talk about the mental toughness and the mental and the emotional resilience. Um, but we want to remind you that in Fearless Mom, number one, you're not alone. We are all figuring it out. I do a lot of research and I'm learning with you. I'm 51 years old. My kids are young adults and I continue to learn with you. So this research that I've done for this is really, as I told you, this session is based on my obsession for what we're going to teach in the fall um, and what we're going to do a book club on this summer. But I do believe that um, with the trends that are out there today about anxiety and depression and that kids are struggling with it earlier and earlier, actually most um, tests show that it's as early as age three. Um, and I don't tell you that to scare you or to make you feel guilty if that's something you struggle with or your child struggles with. I tell you that because there, the research also shows that there are choices we can make and actions we can take to arm our children, to prepare our children, and to retrain our brains and to retrain, um, help them retrain their brains if they struggle with it so that we can be as healthy as possible because we know that God's design and desire is for us to live in freedom and with hope and peace and joy. And so today we'll um, talk about a little bit of this stuff, but I want to remind you that we don't want to add to your to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional with what you're already doing. And if you feel like, number one, you're worried that what you're doing isn't working you're number two you're um, mad because what you're uh, you're worried that it's wrong and you're frustrated we get it we've all been there and we are right there with you so um, I think we're probably more sensitive to that because we are isolated at home so um, that's why we're doing this tonight and that's what we want to remind you about um, that everybody's making mistakes and parenting it's not um, it's more about your availability than your ability and the main thing is to just stay at it, to keep at it. Just don't quit. Take a break when you need to, but do not quit. Turn to your neighbor, everybody, and say, don't quit. Don't quit. Yeah, I'm just pretending like we're all in an audience together. Um, and But I, uh, I absolutely love this topic about grit, tenacity, and emotional resilience. Um, and so uh, I think we should pray, and then I'm going to tell you uh, a little bit about... Um, 
how I can get in my own head. It's, Max says, don't take me there. It's a scary place. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for technology. Thank you for these moms tuning in. We ask right now that you settle our hearts and minds, God. We know that you are the God of peace, the God of order, a God of hope and of joy. And we call on you for that. Settle our hearts and minds so that we can see and hear what you want us to learn today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. I love this. Okay. I love this because it's kind of like we're all there, except I don't really have to get dressed. Like I don't have shoes on right now. It's true. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so a long time ago, some of you may have heard this story, but this is how my mind works. Um, I, uh, some of you, I, kn I know you've heard it. So I, um, when I was 40, I bought a, uh, a package of face peels and um, chemical peels and chemical treatments because I decided that at 40, I was going to start taking care of my face. And then um, they called me like a year later because I'd forgotten to use them. And so uh, I went in for some chemical peels. Unbeknownst to me, there were different levels of chemical peels. There are things like, um, there's the revitalize, the illuminize, and apparently there's a fry your face off eyes. Um, because I go in and I had one face peel that it was kind of mild, you know, and, and it was fine. But then I went in for this one and I laid down on the table and, um, oh, the girl was so nice and she started putting the, whatever it is, I like battery acid is what it felt like on my face. But anyway, she starts putting it on my face and, um, I was talking to her and I, it kind of started to burn a little bit, but I was like, you know, I didn't want to complain because I was a newbie, you know, and I thought, well, she knows what she's doing. And so then she said, is it okay? Is it, but I go, oh yeah, I'm fine. And then um, it starts burning a little bit more. She said, well, then I'm going to put a little bit more on. I go, oh, absolutely. I thought, you know, if a little's good, a lot's better. And so she starts putting more on. And so at this point, it is like really burning. I can literally feel my face puffing, like swelling. And I'm laying there, but I don't want to say anything. And she says, um, are you doing okay? And I go, oh, yes, I'm fine. At this point, I'd already invited her to church. So, you know, I mean, I had to be nice. And so she said, okay, I'm going to leave the room, and I'm going to come back in a few minutes. I said, okay, great. Um, but she helped. She gave me this fan to hold on to, to blow on my face because it was hurting so bad. And she said, I'll be back in a few minutes. I said, great. So she leaves the room. At this point... My face is now like throbbing and the, I'm putting the fan as close as I can. I stand up to go look in the mirror and I mean my face is red, like beyond red, throbbing, puffy. And so I lay back on the table and I just start praying because I know in my mind she has put the wrong thing on my face. I convince myself. I think, oh my gosh. She put the wrong acid. She put on my face what they put on people's warts on their feet. I literally convinced myself. And so then, then I go, oh my gosh, that's why she left. She left the room because she had to go talk to the um, doctors in the office. She left the room. Oh my gosh, they're calling the attorney right now. They've decided, okay, they're trying to plan what they're going to do. Okay, what am I going to say when she comes in here and tells me? And I start praying, God, please Please don't let my face be burned off, God. Please let my face be okay. But you know what, God? 
if my face is, this is so embarrassing because this is literally, this is a true story. I'm kind of getting sweaty thinking about it. I literally said to myself, but if my face does burn off, God, I will use it for your glory. I will, I will honor you with my burned off face. And then I start to think, okay, okay, God, oh my gosh. I'm going to use this for you. This is going to be amazing. She's going to come back in here. She's going to tell me, Julie, I put the wrong stuff on your face. I put on your face what they put on warts. She's going to come in. I could picture it. I literally was picturing the dermatologist coming in with her, the attorney coming in, and me going, you know what? I forgive you. I forgive you because Jesus forgave me. The whole office is going to come to know Jesus because of my burned off face. I'm now convinced of it. And so then I start thinking, okay, God, I'm going to use it for your glory. You know what? I don't want my face to be burned off, but if it is, I will use it for you. So then I start thinking, that's okay. You know, oh my gosh. Oh, you know what? I'm going to testify before Congress about frivolous lawsuits. I'll go and I'll have to like cover my face with a veil kind of thing. And I'm now at this point, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, oh my be on Oprah. Oprah is going to call me and we're going to be on together. It's going to be me and my esthetician. We're going to go on. She's going to tell the story. I'm going to come out dramatically and I'm going to remove the veil from my burned off face. And then my, my esthetician is going to have tears. And then Oprah is going to be saying like, but you forgave her. And I'm going to say, yes, Oprah, I forgave her because Jesus forgives. And I'm going to tell the world, this is amazing. At this point, I've literally convinced myself that this is my new story, my new platform. I'm going to travel the world with my esthetician. Oh my gosh, so many people are going to hear about forgiveness because of my burned off face. At that point, my esthetician comes back in the door. And what I realized sounded like a period of, you know, hours maybe. I realized at that point, it's been like two minutes. And she said, okay, Ms. Richard, it's time. You can go now. You can just hang out here in the waiting room for a bit. And then you're, I go, wait, go. I'm, I, I literally saw my future just washed away. It washed away. Now, to be honest, um, I was a little disappointed. And, but, but I am glad that my face did not burn off. Um, and I have gone back to that esthetician. But um, it was really... Um, I, I do have pictures that I can't show you right now, but um, my face did peel off. I mean, we documented the whole thing. I have photos. Maybe we'll post those if we can find them. It's scary. It, I'll have to do it on a story where it just blinks and then scrolls yes. through. Um, and Max said, I would eat cereal. He's like, you've brought, you know, new meaning to the word Frosted Flakes. I mean, it was horrible. I would tell the kids, like, good night, y'all. Um, if I wake up and my nose is still on the pillow. I mean, I felt like my whole face maybe, yeah, it was terrible. All that is to say, our minds are a powerful, powerful thing. And our thoughts can become our reality, a virtual reality, just like that. Within seconds, I had convinced myself that I was going to be telling Oprah about Jesus because my face burned a little bit. Now think about that. In hindsight, yes, it sounds irrational, but it was so real to me. And I believe, now perhaps you've never gone that far, but I think most people, most people, Emily, would you agree, particularly women, have active minds and have active creative minds and we can so quickly create scenarios 
that then we are making decisions based on those scenarios that are in our imagination. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to tell you about the time that I sprained my ankle in my sleep. It's a, but I was sound asleep, and I was convinced that a snake was in my bed. That's another story for another day. But all that is to say, our minds are powerful, and they can be powerful for good, and they can be powerful for bad. But guess what? We get to choose. And so what we're talking about today is taking control of our thoughts, or beginning to take control of our thoughts. Here's the deal. It's a lifelong process. This is not something I have read, I have studied, I have prayed, I have said, God, help me get a, an outline that can help moms get control of their minds, to help kids get control of their minds. And guys, it is a lifelong process, but there are choices we can make and actions we can take that set up us up for a win and set our kids up for a win. And some of you are saying, I thought you were talking about grit and tenacity. Well, grit and tenacity is an emotional and it is an intellectual thing. It is all about the mind and the heart. It is not about your intellect. It is about your effort. It is about um, de deciding that you are going to have the stamina to stick with it despite the struggle. That is what grit is, the stamina to stick with it despite the struggle. And so it's about physical stamina, relational stamina, emotional stamina, academic stamina, and professional stamina. And right now, it's about quarantine stamina. It is about saying, I will have grit. I will dig in. This is hard, but you can do hard things. Take a break and get back at it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And if I were to go out and run a marathon, I had to put that in air quotes. I can't even jog one. But let's say that I were, to, I were gonna, let's say right now that I were going to go out and walk a marathon. You know what I would do? I would just take breaks, but I could finish. I could finish. I saw someone do that. Somebody walked a marathon. Who was that? They posted about it. Two kids did. They decided to walk a marathon. Oh, yes. Kimberly was telling me about it. Somebody did it. And I can't remember who it was. If you know, let's give them credit where credit's due. But it is about mental stamina and emotional stamina. It's about grit. And last week we talked about the reason we tune into Fearless Mom and all of our lives, we're always trying to get better and stronger. It is not that we're going to reach the pinnacle and we're going to figure it all out. It's that we're going to work together to get better and stronger. And so that's called self-improvement. But self-improvement requires self-discipline. And self-discipline requires self-awareness. And self-awareness is really fueled with mindfulness. And so we're going to flip it now. And we're going to say mindfulness leads to self-awareness. Self-awareness leads to self-discipline, or it can lead to. We're going to choose to let it lead us to self-discipline. And then that self-discipline is how we're going to get to self-improvement. And our scripture verses that we're basing these on are mindfulness, our self-awareness, our self-discipline, and self-improvement. Um, Galatians 6, 4, and 5. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you'll get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you will not need to compare yourself to anyone else. That's the key. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we're each responsible for our own conduct. We embrace the responsibility of motherhood. I embrace the responsibility for my own emotional health. I embrace the responsibility for my physical health. I embrace the responsibility for making my marriage I do all that I can to make our marriage great. 
I don't uh, make sure that Mac has all the notes to do his part. I do my part. And then 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity and fear, but one of power, of love, and self-discipline. And hey, if you need a key verse for the quarantine, 2 Timothy 1.7 is great. We need power. We need sometimes power to love. We need love and we need self-discipline. Self-discipline is saying, I'm going to make the choice to do the hard thing. I'm going to choose to do it because I'm going to choose sometimes what I don't want to do because I know what I really, really want. And that's what we talked about earlier with tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And then that's your vision, what you really, really want. And you have to dig in and find the self-discipline to get there. And then Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God can help you change the way you think. We're going to embrace the responsibility and we're going to recognize our thoughts and we're going to recognize unhealthy thought patterns and then we're going to take the steps to try to get them healthy. Um, and Again, this session is born out of my obsession for uh, empowering kids with this, and that's what we're going to do in the fall. And so tonight, what we're really talking about is ourselves. How can we develop grit? Why do we need grit? Well, we all said... <laughs> This quarantine is giving us a lot of opportunity to stick with it and to do hard things. Um, but um, we don't have to do them alone. We can lean in and do them together. Um, I was, though, researching and looking at how to, because this is what I really want to figure out. How can we teach kids to recognize thoughts? To catch them. We talked a lot about emote control. There, We have a series on the website, emote control. We um, did the series, Mindful Thinking. Um, and uh, it's all about catching the feeling, catching the thought become, before it becomes an action. In emote control, we talk about um, you know empowering our kids. We validate that feeling. Validate, then separate the feeling from the behavior, and then educate, teach them how to work through it, how to identify, process, express, and overcome those emotions. But really, what I'm trying to figure out how to empower kids to do is to identify the thought, identify the feeling before it ever becomes that behavior. And so that that's really um, the key, I believe. And so what I've been trying to do is study how adults can do that, and then we'll break it down and give it to the kids. And so I think it's very beneficial. We say all the time before you teach something, it's very helpful to learn it. So during this quarantine time, um, being mindful of your feelings and thoughts and those mindless activities will also give you the opportunity to be mindful about thought patterns. Um, and uh, I was doing research on teaching children and how to, again, we know the trends about anxiety and depression. And so I'm always trying to study um, what the patterns are and if there's any research out there, anything that they're doing that can reverse those negative trends. And at the University of Connecticut and in Johns Hopkins, they are actually using cognitive behavioral therapy to preempt anxiety and depression. They are working with children who are in preschool and trying to arm them with the tools 
so that they actually don't have to treat it after they struggle with it. They're trying to give them the tools to prevent it. How amazing is that? And that's exactly what we're about in Fearless Moms. So I'm trying to figure out how can we break it down for them. And cognitive behavioral therapy is really just um, helping. Now, I am not a therapist at all. And so I can't, I'm not, I'm not gonna use uh, therapy terms. I'm going to tell you with my um, uh, layman's, you know, person. I'm, I'm a mom trying to learn how to be a better mom. And um, so this is how I understand it. And like I said, I'm still researching, but it's about understanding um, our thought patterns and about recognizing unhealthy thought patterns or negative thought patterns or thought patterns that could be detrimental and then retraining it. So it's saying, um, here's a thought, here's a thought pattern that's unhealthy and now how can we um, catch it and retrain the brain? Because we know that thoughts lead to feelings and that leads to behavior. Um, for instance, let me think of one. I was thinking, Emily, of uh, you and timed tests. Do you remember taking timed tests? You know I do. Yeah, she does. I, I, I remember Emily you, taking timed uh, tests. She really stressed out about um, timed tests. And so um, she would get really, you know what else you did? You struggled with bedtime. Sleeping or was falling asleep. Falling asleep. Yeah, once you were asleep, you were out, but you struggle with sleep because your mind was running. And I think that was part of the struggle with the time test. So this is what we did. She would say, so then her time test scores weren't great, but I know I knew it had nothing to do with her math. It was more about the emotional and, and the stress. Okay, caveat. I do not believe it is bad for kids to experience stress. Listen carefully. Stress is a part of life. I'm not saying constant stress or chronic stress. I'm saying stress isn't always bad. Instead of teaching kids to avoid stress, we should teach kids how to handle stress. Instead of teaching kids to avoid failure, we should teach kids how to handle failure. So I don't believe all stress is bad. I think that as parents, we need to recognize it and we need to help them process it and overcome it. But that was just a little caveat. But Emily was really exasperated about these time tests, really frustrated. So I said, well, you know what, Emily? Here's our rule in our house. Your teacher's job is to help you learn your facts as fast as you can. That's great. But I want you to know that I'm a slow math person, and I almost majored in math. I did um, honors math in college. I love math, but it just took me a while. And so um, don't... In our family, I'd rather you just do your best at the problems you can do. So I eliminated that stress for her. Well, lo and behold, now that her mind wasn't wound up about the timing, she did great. She finished them all in time. She did great on um, the math problems because your mental state affects your academic performance. We know that to be true. Same with adults. My mental state, my thoughts, my feelings affect my behaviors. Um, we said that earlier, um, how we can get in our own minds and then we can start, um, you know, uh, making decisions based on things that are not real. Um, and so we, I agree with cognitive behavioral therapy. I agree with the point that thoughts affect feelings, affect behaviors. I don't know though that it's always the best solution when we're already here and we're already stressed because 
if Emily were, let's say, um, or let, to use me as an example, I have a fear of public speaking. Um, I stress out, I tell Mac almost every Wednesday, I just want to vomit, I don't think I can do this, I get in my head, why am I still doing this, I don't have anything to say, I haven't learned anything since, I, I, I don't want to do it, I can wind myself up. At that point, it is not time for Mac to start saying, um, you know, honey, your thoughts lead to your feelings, which... <laughs> Ah, I'm not gonna listen to cognitive <laughs> behavioral therapy at that point. And um, I, no, I'm probably not gonna listen to anything. So what happens is sometimes we have to reverse the wheel. Um, and so we have to go our behavior. Um, okay, so let's do, man, I wish I could use my dry erase board, but it would be mirrored. Okay, so this is what it is. Let's go in order right here. So. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy says your thoughts lead to your feelings and lead to behavior. We're going to flip it. Sometimes you need to change your behaviors and then that changes your feelings and then your thoughts calm down. So we can just flip it. And so what we're going to do in the fall is we're going to bookend um, anxiety and depression. And we're going to we're gonna be preemptive and we're going to come at it with um, changing the behaviors. We're going to come at it from both sides and empower our kids. So when I, what I mean by that is when you're already having an anxiety attack, when you're already, and guys, we don't say anxiety attack around our children. We don't say, honey, um, to our preschooler, you're having a panic attack. So let, let's don't, let, Let's don't play it up too much. We'll just say, you know, we know maybe you're struggling with your thoughts and feelings, and that's okay. We want them to be able to express them, but let's not uh, use hyperbolic language. Let's just say, you know, it looks like maybe you're stressed about it, and I understand we want to normalize it. I get that. I feel stressed too about that. Um, tests are stressful. Um, it's some kids, maybe it's stressful just to play on a team with everyone looking at them. Maybe they love playing baseball in the yard, but then when they get out on the field, they stress out when everybody's looking at them. Guys, that, that's okay. We can help them process that. But so if you are, we're gonna learn how to reverse it too. And we talk a lot about that, about embracing the responsibility for our choices, our behaviors, and how they can change our feelings and their thoughts. When our kids went to college, I said, um, it's very likely that you will maybe start feeling homesick or um, let's say in the quarantine, it's very likely that you will start feeling isolated, that you will start feeling frustrated, that you will start feeling, so I can see how those thoughts can lead to those feelings, you're, um, and then lead to behaviors that maybe you are not eating well, and you are now, you know, now your feelings, it's all affecting it. So we wanna flip it and go, are there behaviors that you can do that can now improve your feelings and now um, help you recognize your thoughts? Because if you were in a pattern of unhealthy thought, just hearing, hey, that's unhealthy, you may not fix the problem. Sometimes you have to change the behaviors and then change the feelings. You have to flip it, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that the key if you are feeling that way, and again, we're we're preparing to teach this in the fall um, about preparing our kids, but tonight I really just want to look at your own thoughts and your own thought patterns and um, healthy thought patterns and unhealthy thought patterns, and I want you to start to be mindful about that and understand that um, your thoughts lead to your feelings, lead to your actions, and if um, you are feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling then... Um, 
changing your thoughts. If I say, well, you just need to remember that um, God doesn't want you to live that way. I can, I can tell you scripture and everything, but that can help your thoughts, but maybe those feelings are still there. Well, then let's go down to the behaviors and go, well, what are we doing? If we flip it and go, well, are there things I can do to make me feel better to help change those thought processes? Um, and so we know that exercise is a huge part of it. We know because that increases um, endorphins and serotonin and reduces that cortisol. Because when you're anxious, when you're stressed, um, your body produces that cortisol and um, we have to counteract that with endorphins. So if you are feeling anxious, then um, one, Dr. Robbie Sonderecker is a clinical psychologist in Australia. I love his uh, work and he makes suggestions, things like, um, he, you know, obviously the breathing when you're feeling that anxiety and stress and depression. Um, the, uh, it's really when you are, um, when you feel that cortisol. And so uh, it is about breathing in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, breathe out two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So it's that eight point breathing. And then he also suggested, which I thought was super interesting, um, a stress ball. He said that sometimes you can't work out or you can't go walking or you can't do anything physical, but you can trick your body into thinking that you're doing something physical. So he said, if you will clench, if you will, um, and I believe that's why stress ball works, you clench it, but if you will hold it for 30 seconds and then release it, he said you will now release endorphins in your body. Isn't that amazing? I, I love that. Our bodies are amazing. And, um, and then, of course, getting out and green exercise as much as you can. And I've already told you about the other research. But I think understanding I always have a choice because I believe our minds can convince us, number one, that we're the only one. And so you keep that a secret. And then we know that when you keep it a secret, shame is like mold, it grows in the dark. Um, if you're at home and you feel like you're not a good mom, if you're at home and you're not feeling like a good wife, if you're at home and you don't feel like um, what you're doing is working, that you can convince yourself that you're the only one feeling that way. Um, this is a safe platform, a judgment-free, shame-free zone for you to reach out and say, you know, I'm scared, I am frustrated, I um, am feeling all those thoughts. Um, we, uh, almost everyone I've talked to is feeling that way. Um, and then we remind ourselves of the truth. I can't always control um, others or my circumstances, but I can control how I re approach and respond to them. So when we feel out of control, which many of us do, we are at the mercy of this virus. We're at the mercy of the decisions of others. We're at the mercy of um, whatever it is, but we can control how we respond to it. So now I want to move a little bit to our thoughts. Um, my thoughts are powerful, but my thoughts aren't always accurate. That's so important. My thoughts are powerful, so powerful um, that my thoughts woke me up in the middle of the night with a sprained ankle because I had I imagined a snake. It is so powerful, but it wasn't accurate. My thoughts are powerful, but not always accurate. My thoughts had me on Oprah. Like in a matter of two minutes, I was you know sharing with Oprah about my. Um, traumatic experience that never happened. Uh, my thoughts are powerful, but not always accurate. My feelings are valid, 
but not always based on truth. My feelings are valid, but not always based on truth. So it's a matter of recognizing our thoughts and um, understanding that our thoughts um, are powerful, but they're not always accurate. And some things that, um, Emily Mack, I want you to think if you can think of anything else um, to add to this, but our thoughts are affected by um, your past experiences, if a student has failed a test before, I can see how a student would fear failing a test. Um, I know I had a student, in, he was a first grader, and his mom forgot to pick him up one half day. And um, it wasn't a big deal. We called, he waited in the office, she came back. I never thought about it again. It was maybe the third time I noticed um, he threw up mm -hmm. on a half day. And I thought, oh my gosh, wait, he threw up the last half day. And I asked him, I said, buddy, are you worried that your mom's going to forget again? And he said, I am. And I said, you know what? I tell you what, every half day, I think we can go down to the office and call. You know, I, I was trying to preempt it. But you see those physical yeah. The physical, you know, ramifications, the physical consequences of a feeling that he had based on a thought or a worry. And it was very real to him. And I, you know, Joe was like that. Yes. Joe, it totally manifested. He's a, He's a puker. And so, and for me, I have headaches. I, um, I remember. But you did something smart. You took, you said, let's go call your mom. You didn't say she won't forget because you couldn't control that. You didn't know if she would or wouldn't. I, I, and you know, I. That, that's how I remember it. Man, I hope I did that. But that, that, that is, I do remember thinking, but I remember that hit me. And um, I'm not saying that if your child has chronic illness, chronic stomach, chronic, that, that's not what it, that it's always emotional, but I do believe it's worth looking at because I know with Joe, you know, we figured that out. And, um, but your past experiences definitely affect um, your thoughts um, and what you watch, what you read and what you listen to. Mac, you told me that I was no, no longer allowed to watch those based on a true story about kids being kidnapped, you know? That's fair. I literally, I always I think I'm... I said that I suggested it would be a good idea. No, you said that. no more. I literally always think I'm witnessing a crime, so I am a person that documents things because I... And then my mind, I literally will picture myself testifying in court. I know, maybe that's not normal, but I get, I, I mean, like, I'll hear a noise, and I'll like, like, oh my gosh, it was at 4.02, just in case I, I read about a crime, I'll remember that I heard that noise at 4.02, it's crazy, I know, but um, yeah, what you read, what you watch, what you listen to, and again, it's embracing the responsibility and understanding that my behaviors, my choices can affect my feelings that affect my thoughts, um, those negative thought patterns. Um, I also think the people closest to you, the people you talk to. Because they can feed your thoughts. Absolutely. They can they can definitely um, feed negative behavior, negative thoughts, negative feelings. Um, if you have friends who are really obsessed with um, all of the uh, latest scientific developments about the coronavirus, you may need to kind of, you know, tell them that maybe you're not interested in hearing about every infection, you know. I, th I think that we can do that, but you know, be take charge of what you're uh, listening to and what you're hearing. That Im includes social media, Emily. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so be mindful about that. And then I think two things that are huge right now. I think that um, sleep and stress are um, huge, huge factors in our thought patterns. 
and um, and our feelings. Um, actually, sleep and stress are the two um, the two things that sabotage self control. Mm -hmm. Sleep and stress. And I and you're thinking, well, I thought we were talking about stress. I thought we were talking about our thoughts. Well, um, your your thoughts <clears throat> and recognizing and being mindful of your thoughts affect your feelings and then affect your behaviors. Well, your behaviors are your choices, and your choices are those things that you have to be self-disciplined about. And so it is all connected. Your um, thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. And that is t totally being mindful, self-aware, and then self-disciplined about your self-improvement. You see, it's all connected. And so if you um, are not sleeping, if you are highly stressed, then yeah, it's probably gonna sabotage your um, self-control. So get that sleep, uh, relieve that stress as much as you can doing those behaviors that we talked about. Um, uh, and then, <clears throat> Mac, that verse that you love, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, mm -hmm. the second part, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's our goal here, yeah. is to catch that thought, take captive of our thought, and to make it obedient to Christ. And that's what we're talking about, and that's what we're really trying to frame up, and that's what I'm working on for the fall is how to teach our kids. And um, so for us to be mindful of that in the next few weeks, and um, obviously I'm going to ask you guys to, as you're learning more about it, to chime in um, in discussions because your experiences will help me learn. Um, so and when we talk about feelings, we say catch it, see it, name it, own it, strap it in. We say that all the time. And then about thoughts, we're coming up with, Emily and Mac are helping me work on this one, but catch it, see it, say it, weigh it, and work it out. So catch it means catch that thought, recognizing it. I think that's taking captive. So grab that thought, catch that thought, <coughs> see it, then say it. Say it out loud to somebody. Say it out loud to God. Say it out loud in a journal. Say it out loud to somebody that you trust. I'm thinking these thoughts. I'm feeling this way. So I recognize that it is a thought. Say it and then weigh it. Weigh it against truth. So catch it, see it, say it. Say it out loud to somebody and weigh it against truth. So what we do is we filter everything through scripture. For instance, the book that Emily's reading. Emily, is that a Bible study book? It is not. It is not a Bible study book. It is a research book by a college professor, correct? correct? So you're learning from it. Then she will filter that through Scripture. She will weigh it through Scripture. That's what we do with everything because there is one book that we trust cover to cover, and that is the Bible. And so we filter everything through Scripture. So when we catch it, see it, say it, weigh it, weigh it against what the Bible says. I am fearfully and wonderfully made because you know what my thoughts are? I am not, um, I'm not uh, capable of doing this. I think thoughts, you know, I struggled with body image. I struggle with all the things that people struggle with. I have to weigh it against scripture. So I catch it, see it, say it. I've said to Mac, Mac is very aware that I struggled with an eating disorder and that that is something I know. As I get older, I am becoming um, more and more, uh, it's not as big a deal because I think that the truths that I've said to myself, the scripture, I hear from him, I weigh it, and um, I work it out. So working it out means I make those decisions. So I catch it, see it, say it, weigh it, work it out. I make my decisions based on the truth, not based on what I thought. So that is huge, working it out. Um, it may be something like... Uh, 
um, my fear of public speaking. I will tell him, you know, I don't think I'm very good at it. I feel like um, I'm not good at it. I don't think I have anything to say. I don't think um, it is worth it. I don't think, you know, all, all these things I can get in my head. And um, he'll say, stop. And, um, <clears throat> you know, let's look at the facts, blah, blah, blah. And then I weigh it. And I know that God's word never returns void. So I always use scripture because I know at the very least that'll stick. And so I work it out. And so I do it. Part of overcoming fear is facing it and doing it. Part of overcoming um, doubt is leaning in and asking more questions. So that's what I mean by work it out. So I don't know what your fears are. I don't know what your doubts are. I don't know what your thoughts are. But that's what we're working on. Catch it, see it, say it, weigh it, and work it out. <coughs> and that verse, your key verse, is take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Um, so... Uh, what I want to end on, though, I, I do want to tell you that it is so important if you are in negative thought patterns and because our minds um, are so powerful and our thoughts can become our feelings so fast and we live out of those, if you're noticing unhealthy patterns, find a counselor. You can find a counselor right now. Well, I can't during a quarantine. Yes, you can. Counselors are meeting with Zoom. Find a Christian counselor. If you're at Lake Hills Church, give us a call. Um, email us. Uh, we can definitely, we have ones that we recommend in the area. We are big believers in it. Um, and I am a huge, huge believer. Another fear fighter, another um, way to counter it. We talk about exercise. We talk about all those things. But I want to end with this one. And it is, and we say it all the time, it's shifting your perspective to an attitude of gratitude. Um, and so I asked y'all to be um, thinking about it. So I'd love for you to comment now. What is something that you're thankful for in this quarantine that you would not have or would not be happening if not for the quarantine? I know for me, our time together, guys, our time on the porch, I know we wouldn't be sitting on the porch as much. It's truly magical. It is truly magical. It is truly magical. Especially when it rains. In the rain, yes, we love it. I think that I didn't realize, look, I've learned so much. I wouldn't know about Facebook Live. I may never speak live again because you don't even have to wear shoes. I mean, I this is like a little dress. It is amazing. I would never wear this on stage, but I can wear it at home because this is one of those things that doubles as a cover-up, you know? I could probably sleep in it as well, and um, it's amazing. So, I've learned a lot of things. Emily, what's something that you're thankful for in this quarantine? You guys. Okay. Yes, we have learned so much. Seriously. I'm basically an IT person. Yes. It has been cool. We have worked, we've, worked more together. We have definitely worked more together. What about you, Matt? What's something you're grateful for in this quarantine? You know what? It's been funny. I'm so grateful for the text messages and the just the checking in that people have done with me. Like people have called and gone, hey, how are you doing right now? There's so much going on, and I know it's weird for church right now. How are you? That's been so much to me. And those texts. Yeah, right. Which, right. That, <laughs> which, which does not happen very often. So it's just been really cool to yeah. have that encouragement to be incoming during this. I've just been, and, and like I feel closer to guys that I haven't seen for weeks. But we're closer because of this time. So when I am discouraged, um, and I, when I, 
we, we don't know when it's going to end. We certainly don't know when church can meet again. And I can get super frustrated and I can, I can stay there or I can choose to shift my perspective. And so I choose to say, all right, what am I grateful for in this time? What are some good things about this time? You know what? I've loved, Mac, that we, we are home. You know, and, and we're not going anywhere. And I, I, I love yeah. that we get to stay here. Come over here because I'm gonna um, involve you in our challenge. You join me, honey. Love to, dear. Thanks. But I, I think I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed that <coughs> a lot. But that's been one of the things that we've said a couple of times. Is uh, it's been cool. It's it's fun. That we do still like each other. Yes. Now that we're yes. stuck together. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I'm glad we did those date nights all those years. Yeah, seriously. So we still like each other. Seriously. But um, so now we're going to move into the micro challenge part. And so my micro challenge for you this week is last week it was just to be mindful of a habit or something. This one is to be mindful of your thoughts. Again, it's just being aware. Right. We're going to move into an opportunity for you to work on change. Um, and to work on that self-discipline, but it begins, it begins <laughs> with being mindful of your thoughts. It begins with mindfulness and mindfulness is being fully aware of the present, your thoughts, feelings, and, um, uh, sensations, but it's without judgment or comparison. And so that is the first step. So my micro challenge is just to be mindful of your thoughts and then to document them. And to, um, if you want to take that next step, catch it, see it, say it, weigh it, and work it out, then certainly feel free um, to... I think we're going to hear that a little bit. I, I, yeah, I'm going to be saying it a lot <laughs> because I don't teach it until the fall. Um, and then to cling to what you know. We talk a lot about cling to's, cling to scriptures, cling to truths, and we share them a lot. Um, my cling to right now for this... Um, uh, this season is that Second Timothy 1.7. God's given you a, a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. Um, and so we'd like to hear your cling-tos. Share them. Encourage other people with them. Um, and uh, we now are going to move into what we're going to do this summer. Um, and Mac, I want you to talk a little bit about it. Well, I do want to say this first. It okay. is it, We're doing a summer book club. Right. I've a, heard. A summer book club. And It is a summer reading club, and it's just going to be called the Fearless Willpower Challenge. So it's for anyone, any age, any. Yeah, Emily's going to do it. We're doing. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. We're all doing it, and You're in it's now. based on a book that is not a Bible study book. Not even close. It is not a Bible study book. It is written by a college professor based on her science and her research. But like everything else, we will read it together. And we will filter it through scripture. And then we will take what we can learn because it's about um, willpower, self-discipline, and self-control, yeah. which is obviously a scriptural premise. And we have read this book. Yeah. I want you to talk a little bit about it. Well, because I think one of the things that we are always doing, because it feels like Fearless Mom Wednesday mornings is always coming. Mm -hmm. Sunday morning is relentless. So you're always looking for information and... There, there are a lot of people that you can learn from who are not coming at it from a Christian perspective, who are not basing anything on scripture, but you can still learn from it. And, and we believe firmly all truth is God's truth. And it all starts with God. So if it's true, if it's real, it originates with him. People have the capacity to... to filter through their own experience and their own belief system and worldviews and all those kind of good things. 
there's still a lot that you can learn from this. So as we do this this summer, just keep in mind what Julie said is so, so important. We're going to read this, then filter this through scripture. We would never filter scripture through anything else. And we've definitely referred to this. You, oh, yeah, you, absolutely. Um, you talked a little bit about, um, because about... Um, they, you you choose something it's about that you choices. want. Yeah, you choose something you that choose. you want to change. You and so with us, we're mm -hmm. gonna uh, the way we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a willpower project, not just the uh, book. Um, but you'll you'll get to choose the the. This has been a book that I've used, and has helped me in my walk with Christ. I mean, it's. It's moved my faith down the road as I use it in partnership with scripture, right, right. in partnership with prayer, in partnership with a partner like you. Um, it's been... It's, but those but three, it, but the three things, help. what did it say? Real quick, what it, you used it in a message. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was from the willpower. Okay, if you have a change, like if you do identify a change that you know you need to make, you want to make, three things to to realize, number one, what are the ways that this will benefit me if I make this change? Mm -hmm. So articulate those, write them down. Number two, and this is, this is one I hadn't thought of before, who else will benefit if I make this change? So if I make the change to be healthier, eat better, whatever, how will it benefit Julie? How will it help our marriage, et cetera, for example? But then number three, which I think is probably the biggest of those, in, in my opinion, is to realize that sustaining that change will not always be as hard as it seems right now. That sustaining uh, that that's change- That's an amazing one. As you make the change, as you lean into the change, it will get easier over time. When we're, when we're facing a change and beginning it, a lot of times like, God, that's a big one. Um, Think about it, if you want to quit smoking, for example, like I can't imagine not having a cigarette as soon as I wake up in the morning, okay? Just know that tomorrow morning it may be hard, but two weeks from now, it won't be this hard. So you're willing to step into that change and go through the hard part. Yeah, I love it. There's just so much in this. So this is our summer book club, so definitely keep uh, keep your eyes open for that. Um, another thing to remind you about, definitely you want to enter the um, Instagram uh in Instagram giveaway, and then um, keep in touch. We will, like I said, this is our last live, but we will keep in touch um, via Facebook, Instagram, or you can subscribe, and we'll definitely be sending out emails. As a matter of fact, we launch our new website in the next, I can't say a day for sure. It's coming soon. <laughs> in the I'm next so, little while. In the next little while, yes, and we will have the Fearless Shop open on it, um, And uh, but definitely you will want to keep up with that. Um, because it does include the fearless shop, but subscribe because we will this summer we are launching blogs and podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm here super excited about it. Here we go. Here we go. Thanks so much um, for uh, tuning in. Thanks so much for being supportive of Fearless Mom. I'm just so grateful, and we will continue to pray even though we won't be joining you um, every Wednesday night. We'll continue to pray for you guys that you don't just endure this time together, but you enjoy this time together. Together. That's our prayer for you. And um, Mac, you want to close us out in prayer? I'd be happy to. Dear Heavenly Father, tonight we come to you just so grateful that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you are constant no matter how our circumstances ebb and flow, twist and turn. And Father, in that worship, 
It's our prayer that you would permeate every part of every life that's watching, that will watch this later. God, give them your peace. Give them your joy because of your presence in their lives, God, because of your presence in our lives. We love you. We lift you up and thank you for the gift that is Fearless Mom. I thank you for Julie. Thank you for her heart for mom, her heart for kids, and pray that you will multiply, multiply this time, and that your word would go out and affect your purposes in this world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, do we have the winners? We do. Okay, okay. let's cheer the winners, and then okay. we're going to go. There's a, a lot. Oh, it is a lot of winners. So the... Does Julia have them? Can just Julia put them on there, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Julia has them, so she can comment. But you can tell me. Tell me. The Did dish towels. Winner, Nicole Hill. Nicole Sweet. Hill. Out of Austin. Out of Austin. Good. Um, grit over quit tanks. Oh, my gosh. Ashley Ferry. Ashley, Ashley Ferry. 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 One Killing of the grit over quit tanks. And Carrie. Oh, no. Latusic. Sure. Carrie Latusic. From Illinois. From Illinois. Oh, there it is. Sorry, I do respect saying names correctly. Um... Sarah, mm-hmm, Zilke. Sarah? From Friendswood. Sarah Zilke from Friendswood. Angela Rogalski from La Plata. Oh. Excellent, excellent. And Beth Wester from Austin, Texas. Excellent. Sweet. Congratulations. Congratulations. And we cannot wait to announce our winner for this, but that'll be on Instagram. See you guys later.